Better late than never, the week three XFL podcast is going on right now. Let's go. What's up, everybody? It's your boy, D-Roy. Find me on Twitter, at RoyDog underscore 13. That is R-O-Y-D-A-W-G underscore 1-3. It is late Friday night. It is the night before we kick off week three of the XFL. The article is done. The article is going to be sent out as this podcast gets finished. So let's just get into it. Let's get it done. Um, Try to keep this under 30 minutes for everybody. All right, we're going to start at quarterback. Um, right at the top of the list is Cardell Jones. Uh, not my favorite quarterback this week, but uh, definitely of all the quarterbacks, he's the safest one. Um, he's going to be the only guy that you're going to pivot off of, say, Jordan Tiamu, who is at the top of the article uh, for the Sunday-only slate. Uh, if you want to pivot, because Tiamu is going to be uh, rather highly owned, but he is my favorite on the board. Uh, Cardell Jones is going against an L.A. defense that's given up the second most points to opposing quarterbacks, uh, and the defenders are currently second in the league in, f- in passing. So that's why Jones is involved. Uh, next on the list we have Landry Jones. Um not my favorite quarterback overall, but uh, if you need a guy for, say, the Saturday-only slate, that's kind of why he's included in there. He's the best option in there. Uh, a lot of people are going to go to Philip Walker, uh, otherwise known as P.J. Walker, for the Houston Roughnecks going against the Tampa Bay Vipers. Um, I think the Vipers are going to be able to hold down that Houston Roughnecks offense, and that's why I'm kind of pivoting over to Jones for that. Um, he is facing a defense that is fifth in the league against the pass, but allows the second and uh, and allows the second fewest points to opposing quarterbacks. But uh, the Renegades have the best passing offense in the league, uh, according to the stats. After last week, a uh, big week in LA. So they should be able to continue to get the job done against Seattle defense as it's been beatable against better offenses. And I left the example as D.C. So looking for something that's kind of comparable to what Cardell Jones did in week one, about 19, 20 points, somewhere in there. Uh, favorite guy on the board is going to be the highest known guy in this, uh, Jordan Tiamu. Uh, for the St. Louis Battlehawks, they're going to be having their home opener. It's going to be loud. Uh, they're going to be on turf, so it's going to be – lot faster for them uh, in their offense with their speed receivers so the Guardians are giving up the second most passing yards so far this season and the Battlehawks rank third in passing offense for the year so um, you add in the fact that New York gives up the most rushing yards 
and you have a real recipe for success with Tiamu. So that's why he's going to be extremely popular. So it's going to be kind of a fade at your own risk. I'd only probably do it on the two-game slate. Otherwise, I would make Tiamu your main guy. Uh, last but certainly not least, and it's probably not going to be a real popular choice, is going to be Brandon Silvers of the Seattle. Um, oh, God. The, uh, <laughs> the Seattle Dragons. And I am dragging ass right now. Um, with the poor Saturday-only options, that's kind of why I included Silvers here. Uh, he gives you a lot of value in there <clears throat> at quarterback, which is going to allow you to pay up for guys like uh, uh, Jordan Spruce and uh, Cam, Phil- and Cam Phillips if you want to use them. So um, they are going against the Renegades. And uh, let's see here. Oh. They're the third. The Renegades are third worst against the quarterback as far as points allowed at 18.6 on FanDuel and 19.1 on DK. Uh, fourth, fourth best against the pass at 202.5 yards allowed. Um, I think they're going to be able to have some success against this uh, defense because <clears throat> they're going to have to worry about the Seattle Dragons rushing offense. <clears throat> Pardon me. Which is third overall in total yards. And then uh, running back rushing yards, they're second uh, and fourth against running back receiving yards, um, equaling out to uh, the second best as far as points scored for uh, FanDuel and DK. Um, the Renegades are the second worst rush defense at 124 so i think what the what's going to happen is they're going to try and shut down that running game and that's going to open up the passing lanes for silvers to guys like uh, uh keenan reynolds and austin parole moving on to running back um <clears throat> the guy right at the top is matt jones for the battle hawks now he was limit. he's been limited in practice with a knee so we don't exactly know uh, whether or not he's going to play. Uh, the limited practice should actually mean that he is going to play. But um, what you may see if he does not play is a lot of people going to uh, Kristen Michael, which I think is a real big mistake because uh, Kristen Michael has really looked like a bag of shit. So what I would do is, if Matt Jones doesn't play, is actually go down to Keith Ford if you want to stick with the same team. Keith Ford has actually been the goal line back. If you go back to week one, um, he did not play last uh, last week because of the knee. So if you want to save a, a little bit of money and pay up at the wide receiver position and Matt Jones is not playing, then possibly go down to Keith Ford and allow yourself a little bit more salary cap. The guy that I'm, I'm is probably the second best to me. Uh, at running back is going to be Donnell Pumphrey. Comes in at a pretty decent price, uh, fifth overall on the FanDuel uh, two-game slate, and then he's fourth overall on the four-game. Him and Jarrell Presley are actually uh, neck and neck as far as cost is concerned. Um, I do think that Presley is the better running back, but for 
whatever reason, if it's for pass blocking, uh, you know, blitz pickups, stuff like that. Um, Donnell Pumphrey's been on the field a lot more for the defenders. So when he's been in there, he's actually not been he's actually not been that bad and I've really kind of dogged on him, but he's kind of turned really kind of turned my eye on it. Now they're not the best rushing offense in the league. Their rushing rank is fifth overall uh, with the running backs being fifth overall in rushing yards themselves. Uh, but second in running back receiving yards. So they're going up against a defense that is, uh, yes, it's fourth overall, in <clears throat> rush defense, the thing of it is, is they are. Uh, this is L.A. They are second worst in the league in giving up yards to the running back, and worst overall against the running back in the receiving game. And that most of that comes from last week when they were playing against Dallas. So they, but they still went uh, as far as points to the running back. They went from the third worst against. Uh, running back or giving up points to the running back to the actual worst uh, team. So there's definitely potential in there. Um, take a look at them. If you don't want to do it because of the Presley thing, hey, I totally get it. Um, but I'll definitely have a share or two of Pumphrey in there. Uh, the guy that I'll probably like the most is actually going to be Lance Dunbar, and that's based on the fact that um, with Cameron Sars paying going off last week and – it was in that same spot that I really liked uh, Lance Dunbar. So this becomes kind of like that pivot play off the guy that's going to be higher owned. Now, Cameron Sarters Payne is going to be the highest priced uh, running back at $18 on FanDuel for the two-game slate, and he's going to be second overall at $8,300 on the four-game slate. So you're going to get a bit of a discount with Lance Dunbar. You're only going to pay $15 on the two-game slate for fourth overall at running back, and then $6,600 on DK uh, for six overall. So you're going to get yourself about a $1,700 uh, savings over on DK, and you're going to get yourself a $3 um, discount over on FanDuel, and that's not really anything to sneeze at. Uh, one of the things that I've kind of been – Noticing is that when you pay down at running back, in, especially running backs in good spots, um, that seems to be kind of the key. Now, again, it's going to be you're not going to you're not going to roster more than two, because um, most of the offense comes through the air uh, from the quarterbacks. Um, so, definitely be careful with that. I've just been kind of trying to run with one, and then picking up the wide receivers or say a tight end for value uh and running it that way on the wide receiver uh top two are going to be no nonsense you know type guys uh guys who have had really good reports with their quarterbacks and that's cam phillips and nelson spruce um i don't think we really need to get into this too much now nelson spruce is not going to be in the best uh spot this week um playing against the Vipers, but he could definitely get it done if he's getting the volume, uh, especially on DK, if he's getting the catches, even if he's getting, you know, five to ten yards uh, per reception. If he's going to get up into that eight to ten, I mean, that's, you know, that's taking away um, 
from the negative of the yard per catch average that he's going to get. Now, if he gets a touchdown in there, that's going to be even better. So, I mean, if you're telling me that I can get a guy that's going to be 8 to 10 receptions, get his yardage, and possibly get a touchdown, it's going to be kind of hard to fade. And that kind of goes for both um, Spruce and Walker. Or um, uh, Phillips, my bad. And actually, now they now they look at it. Good God, Cam Phillips is the one going against the Vipers. Um, Nelson Spruce is going against the defenders of DC. They're going to be in LA, and the thing that really kind of sticks out to me is because the defenders were beat by Austin Prohl in Week One, the slot receiver for Seattle. He beat him for a couple of touchdowns in there. So Spruce is really kind of the guy that I'm kind of looking at. Um, might come in a little bit lower owned just because of the matchup in itself. Um, because DC is number one against against the pass. And I want to say that the Vipers are actually two, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, the Vipers are two overall. So um, it's kind of one of those one-off type deals. You don't want to go. You don't want to go all in on the Houston offense. Although Houston could break out in here, um, fairly easy. But uh, I well, I say fairly easy, but. Vipers haven't faced a, a four-wide set yet, and that's kind of what we saw with the Battle Hawks. That's kind of where I kind of lost it, where thought maybe they might roll a safety over there um, to cover Cam Phillips, but it's kind of hard when you have four guys lining across the board and then have to deal with a running back and a, and a quarterback that can run. So, um, yeah, he should still be open in this type of in this type of offense against that defense. So. Uh, next on the list, we got DeMornay Pearson L. Uh, he's my favorite guy on the Battle Hawks. Um, he's going to be on most of my lineups. Uh, New York is the worst in the league against wide receivers and give up the third to fourth uh, most points to opposing wide receivers. That's the FanDuel and DK thing where, you know, it's going to be off a little bit depending upon how many catches they get. Uh, the full point per reception sometimes is going to change that ranking a little bit. Uh, next on the list is going to be Eli Rogers. Uh, Rogers is getting the targets. He just hasn't been able to uh, reach his full potential from it. Um, on DraftKings, he might be a little too expensive since his, uh, his teammate, who's also included, uh, DeAndre Tompkins, is mispriced at uh, $5,700, where Eli Rogers is 97 So, I mean, you're saving 4000 You're probably going to go with Tompkins over on DK. You're just going to set it and forget it. Um, on the Sunday only slate for FanDuel, uh, Tompkins is actually more expensive than Rogers at $19. So you're saving $4 with Rogers over there. It's a nice savings, and you're getting the same target share as Tompkins. So you can kind of hedge this uh, from site to site. Uh, next on the list, I do have Austin Prohl for the uh, Seattle Dragons. Let me get over to the game. Um, kind of looking at that same thing with the Dallas Renegades again, um, where I wanted to attack the middle. Um, we saw Nelson Spruce have success against uh, the Renegades last week, so um, I'm tempted to go back to the well. 
No, I like Keenan Reynolds a little bit better um, this week. Uh, he showed his speed and what he can do on the outside, so I kind of like Reynolds a little bit more. Um, and Prol would kind of be a guy like if you're doing the silvers, if you're aiming with silvers, maybe going with Prol or Reynolds there. Um, I don't know yet if I really want to use him as kind of a one-off in this in this offense. Uh, next couple of guys are paired together. The reason being is because LaDamian Washington uh, has not practiced. He's had an ankle injury. So uh, Alonzo Russell is included. I wouldn't run both if they're both playing. Now, if if Washington isn't playing, I like Pearson L even more. He's going to get a little bit chalkier. Uh, so, I mean, you could use Russell as kind of a pivot option off of that if you are using Tiamu or even in a one-off. Um quite similarly priced uh, as far as FanDuel is concerned. They're only off by a buck. Um, but you're looking at Washington at $8,000, and then you have Alonzo Russell at 5900 So um, you're getting quite a savings on there, and they're pretty much the same. Now, I like, I like Washington more than I like Russell, but I like Pearson L more than I like both of them. Next on the list, Keenan Reynolds talked about it. Uh, showed off the speed burst last week uh, for the long touchdown uh, for the Seattle Dragons. Uh, DeAndre Tompkins um, came back last week, and the offense seemed to run a little bit smoother with Tompkins on the field. Um, yes, we have Rashad Ross, who's going to have the revenge narrative against L.A. Um, I think a lot of people are going to go to the Rash- uh, Rashad Ross and that's kind of where I'm going to pivot and kind of go back to, like, say, a guy like Tompkins or maybe Eli Rogers, like we stated on FanDuel, um, just to kind of get off that Rashad Ross chalk. Now, it's dangerous. If you want to run Rashad Ross, I don't blame you. Um, it's just I'm kind of picking my avenue to go, and that's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to fade and hope that Tompkins, Tompkins and or Eli Rogers are the guys that actually get the touchdowns. And Rashad Ross is left out of the end zone. He can get his catches, he can get his yards, but as long as he doesn't get in the end zone, we're safe. Next, we have Reese Horn of the Vipers. Uh, the Vipers are not going to have Andy Murray again, which means that we're going to have this kind of uh, uh, piss poor offense again under Taylor Cornelius and Quentin Flowers, kind of you know rotating in and out, um, and that's not going to be good against Houston. But what we did, what I didn't notice from last week is that um, the guy that benefited the most was Reese Horn. Um, so it's quite possible that he can get a touchdown in here. That'd be great. Uh, we have seen uh, teams like L.A. from the slot position, which is what Reese Horn plays, um, get into um, get into the end zone multiple times, and. Uh, and actually, you know, kind of break the slate. So um, definitely consider it. Uh, he's fairly cheap, you know, only $15 on the FanDuel 2 game. Uh, $4,200 for the 25th highest price wide receiver over on DK. Um, if you don't like Reese Horn, you could take a shot. If you need even more savings, uh, another 700, save another 700 bucks. 36 highest priced wide receiver. This is a DK only play because he's not listed on FanDuel. And that's S.J. Green. 
uh, if you want to punt an option. He's coming over from the CFL. He came over to CFL. He was signed by Seattle. Seattle, he didn't want to play for Seattle, so they traded him to Tampa Bay. He's uh, in good with Mark Tressman, the head coach of Tampa Bay Vipers, uh, from their time with the Montreal Alouettes. He's very talented. He's very talented. Uh, he's got a few thousand-yard receiving uh, seasons. He is older, but he is fast. So um, if you want to take a shot in the dark, you want to take a punt so you can pay up for the higher price guys, there's your guy right there. Tight end, um, Chalk, is going to be uh, Donald Parham for the Dallas Renegades. Um, he's going to be incredibly high-owned. Uh, and that's just going to be, I mean, it sucks. Just sucks. Because Seattle, Seattle is second worst against the tight end position as far as yards um, and points. So Parham is going to be highly owned. Now there is a couple of pivots. I'll skip down to the last guy in the tight end, and that's Sean Price. Um, that would be uh, the same team type pivot. You know, the guy who... He's not as talented, not as big as Parham, but he can get the job done. He's in the same situation as Parham. He just has to be able to do it with probably fewer targets. Now it looks like Landry Jones is really locked, kind of locked in on Parham, whether or not that was just part of the you know game plan. It just kind of opened up like that against L.A. or whatnot. But... Uh, He's gonna have this. He's gonna have an even better matchup this week against Seattle. So definitely consider it. Um, Nick Truesdale last week for the Vipers actually was taking advantage of that um, before he got hurt. So uh, next guy, if you want to pivot from the Blackhawks, uh, BattleHawks wide receivers, uh, you can take a look at Marcus Lucas, who's low owned except on um, Fanduel. I don't know why he's so highly priced over there. He's the number one tight end uh, tied with Kari Lee on the Sunday-only slate. But um, another guy that you can you can use as a secondary piece to Pearson L. I like Pearson L the most. I'm not probably going to fade him. But um, Marcus Lewis is going to be the 26th uh, highest priced, you know, the wide receiver slash tight end spot wide receiver flex because they don't run a tight end at 4100 bucks. So if you need, um, if you want to punt that has a possibility of getting a touchdown um, against this Guardians team, uh, definitely take a look at Marcus Lucas. Uh, Kari Lee should have had a touchdown last week, and then his running mate, oh, God, I think it was Humphrey, Hayward. Derek Hayward got a touchdown last week. Um, instead, so a couple plays later after that had happened, so um, it's definitely a possibility that Lucas can get yourself a cheap touchdown, you know, a couple of yards in here. So, uh, very good matchup for him. Uh, one that I would definitely consider. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, they're second. They're second in tight end receiving yards, but they're six. It's an in-betweener for between FanDuel and DK at 6th and 5th um, between the two sites. So it's kind of right in that middle middle to upper range 
um, as far as points scored, which means that they're looking at touchdowns, uh, stuff in the uh, red zone. Uh, I had mentioned Kari Lee. Uh, Kari Lee actually falls right into the Parham spot from last week. So, uh, yeah, definitely consider definitely consider Kari Lee um, as a definite Parham pivot. Uh, yeah, two game slate. You're not going to have to worry about that really with Parham. Um, but if you go over to DK, he's the 32nd highest price pass catcher at $3,700. So, I mean, you're saving $1,600 by going down to Kari Lee, um, on his own. So, uh, definitely something to consider there. And then last, but certainly not least is the defenses. We're just going to play straight. It's either you're going to use the Roughnecks or you're going to use the Defenders. There's plenty of value on here um, for the four-game DK. Uh, I just would not overthink it whatsoever. So that's it. That's the Week 3 write-up. If you have any questions, you know where to get a hold of me um, on Twitter at RoyDog underscore 13 or in the full-time DFS Slack chat. Just hit me up in there. Tag me in your post. Um, if you have any lineup questions or whatnot, and I will be more than happy to take a look at them. So that's it. Let's go win some money. Let's get her done. I hope you enjoy the new spreadsheet. If you have any questions on that, again, hit me up. Have a good night.